Good, good morning, church. Let's stand up, sing everyone else on in here this morning. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Sing aloud to God. Let the people shout before his throne. Hallelujah. Sing aloud to God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Unto the Lord from the ends of the earth, from the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, from the depths of the sea, let all creation praise His name. From the ends of the earth, from the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, from the depths of the sea, let all creation praise His name. Amen, amen. Praise God. If you are here to celebrate, say amen. 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 How are y'all doing this morning? Woo! Welcome to White's Ferry Road. We are so excited that you're here. We want to welcome everybody watching on the live stream this morning. And uh, we just want to tell you guys that we, we are so happy you're here. We, we welcome you. And uh, usually at a church setting, you say everybody is welcome, right? Well, there's one person here who's not welcome, and that's the person who is perfect. All right. We, we are not perfect in this church. We are an imperfect family. Uh, we are dependent and complete, completely reliant on our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is perfect. And that's the only perfect person that, that is in this room today. So we are a church that, that is, is out to make disciples, make disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus. That's our mission today. So if that's what you are about, if you want to be discipled and you are looking to disciple somebody, you're in the right place this morning. So we want to uh, celebrate today. It's so great to have everybody here. You know what we should do? I'm just going to go off the cuff here, Mike. We should take a family picture. What do you think about that, huh? Right. Come on. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. So since we're in a selfie generation, I'm going to go ahead and go selfie style. All right. Can y'all get in there? Come on. Everybody get in here. Mike, get in there. All right. Every Hands up. Hands up. Come on. Come on. Let's go over here this side. What's up? Over here. Come on. Come on. All right. Good job. Good job, everybody. Again, we want to welcome you. We're so glad you're here today. Right now, we want to take a moment to release our children uh, to the King's Castle, which if you're new here, you just go right out these doors and right this way. And while they're doing that, we're going to do the three H's. When we celebrate, we do three H's. Hug, high five, and hallelujah. So hug somebody, high five somebody, and hallelujah with somebody. Love y'all.
Okay, let's stand and sing everybody back together here. Let us worship the Father, worship the Father, worship the Father of glory. Let us worship the Father, worship the Father, worship the Father of love. And we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord. And we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord. Sing your praise to the Father, praise to the Father, praise to the Father of glory. Sing your praise to the Father, praise to the Father, praise to the Father of love. And we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord. Father of glory, lift your hands to the Father, hands to the Father, hands to the Father of love, and we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord, and we will glorify, we will glorify the Lord, and we will glorify, we will glorify. Let every breath, all that I am. 
Celebration Sunday. Uh, we are, as we talk today about follow me and transition, and we talk about leadership, and, and Mike and Alan and uh, Tommy over the last three weeks have talked about leadership and talked about uh, uh, looking to what the future holds for leadership. Uh, with specifically, we want to mention a few things today about leadership in our youth. Uh, we have Nathan left a few months ago and is preaching. I give you uh, a report. Things are going really well for them down in Leander uh, with that. And, uh, and so things are, the church is really moving and excited to have him there. So we have our missionary to South Texas. Uh, they sent us Tommy Emmon. We sent them Nathan Keene. I think we, uh, you know, I'm not sure if that, if that was a fair and equitable thing or not, but uh, we'll let the Lord figure that one out. Uh, over the last few months, we've prayed a lot, we've planned a lot, we've prayed a lot more and planned a lot more. And I want to say thank you to all those who, one, uh, parents and teens who have been very patient uh, during this process. Thank you for accepting the challenge that we put, put out there to lean in uh, to, to youth ministry during this transition time. And thank you for that. The other is uh, thank you for those who volunteered and, and to fill in those gaps uh, during that time. We appreciate that. The goal of our youth ministry uh, is the same as the goal for our church, to make disciples that will love God, love others, and share Jesus. We want to do that in, in the lives of young people, of adolescents, uh, during those very highly formidable years. To ask one person to come in and say, hey, here's a here's 100 plus people from ages 12 to 18 uh, and their families, grow them into disciples, when you say it out loud, it doesn't even sound even like a task that's even feasible to do. Uh, I think I would run from that. Actually, if they had said it to me that way, I would not have done youth ministry here. Uh, you know, White's Ferry Road has a long history of, of loving youth ministry. Mike was youth minister here for 13 years. Uh, I did youth ministry here. Uh, three, uh, four of our elders were former youth ministers, and all of them 
from education to just volunteering and being a part of when their kids came through our youth group uh, or the youth group they were in were very, uh, were very active in that. We believe in youth ministry here. So to reach that goal uh, of growing disciples uh, at this age, to love God, love others, and share Jesus, instead of one somebody, we believe we've settled on a, on a plan and approach um, and been led to it where we've got four somebodies. Uh, we're going to introduce to you today. Uh, the first person is Grant Taylor. A lot of y'all know Grant. Uh, if you don't, you know his wonderful wife and wonderful children, and that makes up for any deficit Grant may have, uh, for sure. And uh, so with that, he is uh, going to be taking the lead on, on tapping people to pour into youth ministry. We want as many godly people speaking truth and life into our children as, as, as much as possible. That was my goal as a parent. When I did youth ministry here, I wanted as many godly people involved in kids' lives as possible. And uh, so who are those godly people? You are. You are. You're the parents are. The best youth minister is a parent at home, teaching truth and loving their kids. And you do a great job of that. And what this church and what this ministry wants to do is come alongside you in that. And so, and, and to help create a community for, for our kids to land in that is encouraging and supportive of what you do. So Grant is going to be shoulder tapping you. We need good grandparents pouring into kids. We need good uh, parents pouring into other kids. We need good college students pouring into, into, good, in, into kids who have come along and, and can mentor and say, hey, we've walked this road with you, and we will continue to walk this road with you. We want to teach you God's word. We want to teach you God's truth. Grant is going to be that person that, that, uh, that heads up that shoulder-tapping responsibility. So if you see Grant Taylor calling, don't, don't ignore it. <laughs> Answer it. Answer that. Grant is not with us today. He's actually preaching in Kansas, uh, but uh, we'll give you some more uh, introduction to him at some point in the future. Other person that's going to be involved in that is Rick Fortenberry. Rick, come on up. If I could, I'd get all of our elders, if y'all would, to, uh, to come on up. Look at there. You got some applause. <laughs> that's for the elders. Oh, that's for the elders. Okay. Uh, Rick Fortenberry has been a constant in our youth ministry for 13 years and has been a, uh, well, when I was doing youth ministry, I didn't want anybody uh, uh, next to me other than Rick. Uh, well, I wanted a lot of people next to me, but this guy went with me everywhere. Um, and he has been a constant. He will continue in that role of, of mentoring, of teaching of leading worship, of driving, of chaperoning, of speaking life, coming alongside you as parents. He is a parent of a middle school child um, and two college or two college kids too uh, with that. And so he is uh, will will continue to be uh, uh, in part of that that ministry as well. Uh, two guys as well, uh, Brandon Ward and Josh Patrick. Y'all come on up. Brandon wore his youth ministry uniform today, um, his youth ministry shoes uh, there, matches his hair. Uh, there you go. That's good. That's, that's who he is. Uh, these two guys have not only volunteered in ministry and, and been a part of, of shaping and, and, and working with, but also have shown a great interest in seeing what does it look like to do ministry um, full time? 
what is it for the rest of our lives? What, what would it look like? So what we have asked them to do, and they have graciously accepted, is to come on as interns. These two guys will be uh, a lot of the nuts and bolts of what happens, a lot of the planning, a lot of the grunt work. The very first thing we did was move chairs, which is uh, comes from a long history of interns. Uh, Alan and Jason, Mike Williams and I, we all moved chairs. Uh, Carl and Bill taught us to move chairs. And so, and thank goodness for chair dollies and plastic tables. We did not have that uh, these days. But I think we do have some other tables left over. We'll help you get from the basement to the third floor and back again within 24 hours. So, you know, that's usually how it worked. So, uh, it is, it was, uh, part of the greatest thing of, of our training. I think, uh, Al would agree and Mike and Jason would too, is those two years we spent here under Bill and Carl and Don Yelton and Mike and Ray Melton and really the hands-on work of going to to funerals, going to the hospital, going and, and, and hurting and crying and laughing with people. And that's what these two guys will be doing with us. So this is uh, just kind of a brief overview. Uh, of course, there's a lot of details and things behind the scenes that we don't have time to talk about. But if you have questions, don't, don't hesitate to ask. Well, I'll sit down with you all day and tell you the whole process and how we got here. But we are super excited about what this next phase of our youth ministry and expanding its influence and expanding its touch so that we grow uh, our youth into uh, leaders of tomorrow. They are the church right now. And uh, most of them are uh, for high school or at camp right now. A few will be out there next week. Uh, but, but they are leaders uh, already, and we want to shape and speak life into them. Uh, because let me tell you what, the world, youth ministry done 10 years ago when I was doing it, is very different than it is now and needs more and more voices. So rise up to the challenge of that. We want to have our elders pray for you guys and lay hands on you uh, as you go forth in all of this. Father, we thank you for, for men that, that are passionate uh, for your word and for your work uh, that will dedicate, uh, that will go beyond what it is to, to uh, just an eight-hour work day and, and to pour their life into other people and all the good and the, and the challenges that come with that. So, one, I pray for encouragement uh, and, and their zeal and their passion for, for the work and the ministry here uh, to, to continue. I think that they, I thank you so much that, that their families are, are totally behind what we do here, that are supportive and, and sold out for the work here at Whitesphere Road to glorify you and all they do. So be with them, uh, be with Grant and Brandon and Josh and Rick uh, and their families, as this is not just a, a a lone wolf thing here. This is something that they do together and grow their families. Uh, and I pray that they will grow in their relationship with you to work out of the overflow and the abundance of the Spirit in their life. Thank you for their willingness to serve. Thank you for the sacrifices they make um, as they all have uh, things to do outside of here um, that, that will pull for their attention. And thank you for willing to sacrifice that. We love you. Bless this effort. Bless our kids uh, as they grow. Bless our family. We know this church is only as strong as, as its families are. And so we pray a special blessing on, on grandparents and parents and aunts and uncles that, that, that pour into to life. We're so proud of these two young men and their desire and, uh, and what you've placed in them. Thank you so much for Rick and his, his longevity here with us and his desire to continue to do that. And, and for Grant being willing to, uh, to take the lead to, to, to ask some hard questions and ask 
people to volunteer and serve. And we pray that in doing so, we will all equip others and be equipped ourselves to, to glorify you and grow your kingdom. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. So they said, they called me today, this, this week, and said they needed some folks to lead worship with Mike. And I didn't know that the requirement was we had to have gray hair and a goatee and short hair. I didn't realize that. So that's good. That's good. So <laughs> I just want to take a minute and thank everyone for, uh, and as, as, as David said, for um, raising my kids up, helping us uh, raise our kids up. Uh, we had judges... Uh, wedding, judging Lindsay's, and you helped raise Lindsay up as well. So I just want to thank you for everything you've done in their life as they, they start their family. Let's stand up. we got so much to be thankful for. So let's stand up and sing praises to him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Oh 
Let your love fall down on me. I know your love dispels all my fears. Through the storm I will hold on, Lord. And by faith I will walk on, Lord. Then I'll see beyond my Calvary one day. And I will be complete in you. So, let's do what we usually do. Let's join hands across the aisle. It's all right if you do that. Let's get together as a family. Ryan, here's your selfie right here. This is good. This is good. All right. I like this. I like this. Love one another, for love is of God. He 
Good day, church. Some of you know me, most of you don't. Most of you know my wife. She is a beautiful and talented and generous woman, and she's given me many gifts, and most recently she gave me bronchitis. So um, that's why I sound a little bit froggy this morning. When I was a kid, when I was a child, I, um, I used to believe that receiving communion was like getting a telephone call from God. When I read the Bible, it was like reading letters that God had written to me. But when I got a piece of his body and a taste of his blood, it was a phone call that God put directly to me. And the voice that came across the line was full of love. And I could feel God's hand Hold my heart and tell me, my son, every light in the universe pales in comparison to the love I hold from you. And it was so hard for me to wrap my mind around that, around the love that he would have to give up one son to save another. And I realized that he did that for me. The Bible speaks to all of us, but when you take communion, God is speaking to you directly at that point in time. And the way we receive it is with humbleness and gratitude and that feeling of love that a child has that cannot be mistaken for any other kind of love when his father holds him. So as you take communion today, I ask that you hold that in your heart. Remember that gratitude. Remember that humbleness. Remember what God has sacrificed to give it to us. And let us be forever grateful. Let us pray. Father, I cannot imagine what you have given up in order to give us eternal life. And each step that we take daily We hope and pray that we always honor you. No matter how we try, we know we will not be worthy of the gift that you give us. But that voice that reaches out across across the universe, across the stars, that tells us how much you care, that is a voice that promises everlasting life and love and happiness in your arms. I would ask that you... Reach out to each one of us today as we take communion. Let the troubled spirit know peace. Let the joyful spirit begin to give that joy to their neighbor. Let us always carry that love towards each other as Christians. And let us be happy with the love and the thought of the love that you promise to give us when we reach heaven. Amen.
worship you in spirit. I worship you in truth. May my life flow holy praise unto you. On bended knee I come with a broken heart. I come bowing down. they're finishing up our regular contribution we'll have our first Sunday contribution and uh, whenever I used to preach here one of my challenges to our church was that one day I would have to stand at your funeral and speak at it and so I would challenge our church to live in such a way to make my job easy on that day and usually there would be a chuckle just like that but there's a lot of truth in that. This past Friday, uh, we said so long for now to a dear sister, Kathy Hilburn, who was only 47 years old. She's in that initial stage of eternity, just awaiting the resurrection of her body. And if those of you who were here, you know how inspiring the funeral was and uplifting. Jace did a great job honoring her and, of course, honoring our Lord. But Blake's words really just penetrated my heart. A son describing his life growing up in a forever family and what that forever family did for his family. That was special. 
And really, that's what this moment is all about. It's about helping each other. And so when you hear a testimony like that, and we talk about a life that was well-lived, she made it easy for Jace and her son to speak well of her. And that's a great challenge for all of us as we help each other. And that's what this contribution is about. And I would ask that you allow me one more thing in this prayer today. Dad and I made a pledge, along with 250 other religious leaders and pastors around the country, because Franklin Graham asked us to pray for our president today. And I pray for him more than just today, but they asked specifically that we lift him up in prayer. And so I want to do that in this prayer as well. Father, we are grateful to have the opportunity of a forever family to walk alongside each other. And um, I know we honored her life Friday, but I just want to say here in our assembly that we're missing one of our favorite people today for a while, uh, a woman who lifted up so many lives. So I do want to pray for her family today, Jackie and others, uh, who will miss her uh, until we get there or until the great resurrection. Either way, we're looking forward to it. Thank you for the hope we have that we can go beyond the grave. And, Father, I want to pray for our president today. I would argue that he's done more for the people of faith than probably any president. And it's mainly because he's had to, because our culture is so sick and so bad. I thank you for him and his family. I thank you for the opportunities that Dad and others have had to impart the gospel into his ears and his heart. And I pray, Father, that you will give him strength as he's been under attack probably like no other. And you will strengthen him today. And I pray, Father, he will continue to move and evolve in the direction of you to be your man for our country at such a time as this. Thank you, Father, so much for Jesus in his name. Amen. Sunday, June 9th, we have new Bible classes starting. In the B Wing, in room B4, Josh Hudnell, Tommy Emmon, and Mike Kellett are teaching a class called Renewing Our Belonging Through One Another. It's going to be an awesome class. In the A-Wing event room, I will be teaching Renewing Your Mind. Our Bible classes are a great way for us to not only get to know one another better, but to dig deeper into God's Word so we can be more like Him. See you in Bible class. There is beyond the azure blue a God concealed from human sight. He tends his skies with heavenly hue and frame the worlds with his great might. There is a God, he is alive, and when we live and we survive, from this dark
morning, church. It's good to see you. You know, we have uh, been uh, working the last few weeks talking about leadership, and uh, particularly we did a couple of lessons about elders. And uh, but we, uh, if we're going to meet our goal and do what God wants us to do, then we can't just say to our church, "Make disciples and 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 love everybody and keep multiple." We have to do that multiplication in leadership too. And so I love the fact that David, that these guys have been raised up in youth ministry to, for the next crew to lead. And I'm excited about what they're going to do. I really am. And, uh, uh, I know it's a little different day than when you did it. It's a little different than when I did it since you were in my youth group. Uh, so that's uh, kind of tells you a little bit about that, but I'll tell you, there's nothing greater, uh, for an old youth minister than to see guys that were in his youth group become elders and leaders. And you think somehow or another God got us through multiplied leaders in spite of all of our mess ups and mistakes. But that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to make disciples. That's basic. That's the core. Everything we're about is the gospel and about making disciples that will turn around and pass it on to the next generation. Let's face it. That's a nice way of saying we've gotten old Uh, (laughs) and we have, but it's okay. We were young once and we were soldiers here and we were trained by other people. Uh, hearing Rick talk about Judge's wedding, you know, thinking about being next door and watching kids grow up here and then marrying them off and seeing them go into their own lives. Uh, the first people that I married when I first uh, came on staff here uh, are now celebrating their 25th, 26th wedding anniversaries. And I think, man, what happened? I look at those pictures and it's like I swallowed the guy in those pictures and got old. <laughs> but what a blessing. To be able to walk with a church and to be able to be led and then to lead other people. I can't think of anything better today in our worship. And, and by the way, celebra- happy celebration Sunday having both of our uh, services here together. I love our second service. I love our first service. It's great to all be together from time to time. It is a celebration when we come together. And uh, sitting here today and worshiping God, I just I thought about Gary Myers and complete, you know, passion those of you around remember Myers and that hair uh what a blessing and he's gone on to his reward as well I thought about Charlie and Cindy standing right over here with that arm held high just people that have come along through the years that have been such a blessing to mine and Lisa and my family's life and to this church's life and that's one of the great things about looking forward to the future it's not just about the past which is glorious and great and uplifting but it's about the future and other people standing and talking about old heads like us that had an impact on them. Yeah, I want to share with you just a little bit out of a verse, uh, uh, of a chapter in John chapter 13. And, you know, this is a year of transition for us. And uh, I've started working full time in one kingdom. And so we're going to hand all this preaching stuff over to the young buck and let him get after it. And so we'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get Trent up and uh, we'll give you five minutes or so uh, at the end, Trent. <laughs> he says that's okay he's going to take all, all the rest of it later on so uh, but uh, uh you know one of the one of the challenges and honor at the same time of preaching and leading in a church we talk about multiplying leadership is uh is understanding who you serve you know you serve obviously you serve god you serve the gospel you serve the one who first served you right and so uh, it's always an honor to me to look out at a church family and to know what kind of family you're serving. I, I've been blessed with so many years of 
preaching and as well as youth ministry, different things here at this church. I'm just telling you, you are, Trent, this is an unbelievable place to be able to get up and share the word. And I, I don't know why God let me uh, do that for a while. I don't know. How, I don't know why there are a lot of guys a lot smarter and a lot more talented. Uh, please, no amens too quickly there. Uh, but uh, but it has been a, uh, it's a joy to preach and to teach. But as we talk about passing things down, making disciples, multiplying generation. Remember in John chapter thirteen, we we have up here. Uh, a bowl and a towel to represent service. And this is what he did in John 13. And if you remember, this is interesting, that he says in verse 1, that having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. I always thought that was an interesting passage because he, he hadn't gone to the cross yet. The resurrection hadn't taken place. And yet, what he's doing here, he describes as showing the full extent of his love. But when you think about it, it really is because the creator of the universe, get it? Listen, the creator of the universe gets on his knees to mere human beings that he knows are full of all kinds of mistakes, even the one that will betray him. And he goes one by one and washes their feet. And when he comes to Genesis, you know, I think about me, what would I do washing? He got, if I was washing Genesis, I'd be washing them saying, yeah, but you're fixing to get yours in the end, boy. You know, right? Jesus doesn't do that. He just gives him the full extent of his love, just like he did all the rest of them, and washed that guy's feet. And after he'd finished this, it says later on in the chapter, in verse 12, he's asking him, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I set an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be, look at this verse, you will be blessed if you do them. It's one thing for us to, in our classes and in the pulpit to get up and preach and teach multiplying leaders. It's another thing to practice it, right? And we want to practice it in our youth ministry, in our children's ministry, in our pulpit, in every aspect. And so, as, as Trent, as you preach, remember, you're serving God and a great, unbelievable group of forever family people right what and what an honor that is that this is this is how jesus showed the full extent of his love it's serving you preach the word with power and enthusiasm and conviction you it's always a battle because when you're preaching and teaching god's word you're preaching things that you can't live up to there's always that gap between the the truth of what you preach out of God's word and the inability to live it. And that's always, that's an always, it'll always be a rub. You can't get away from it. I've tried. You just can't get away from that rub. But yet God has called you to voice out his word anyway. That's one of the things that always keeps us humble when we teach and share and preach is the knowing there's always a gap between what we're reading and saying out loud and how we even perform in our own lives. So that even becomes a bigger challenge. 
But just remember, His grace is enough. Because nobody can live up. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. It's about your walk. It's not about giftedness. It's about godliness. And when you have that going, then while you are not going to match everything you read... You will grow from everything you read. And you'll help other people grow too as you preach and as you serve this church. Whenever I first um, graduated from school here, my vision was only as far as the parish line. The people that we could impact to get here into our assembly. Because that's all I ever knew. Today, that line is blurred. We're beaming out on the internet. And there are people watching us all over the world. And not just watching, but participating. Today, there's a sister here from Florida. She came down and talked to Mike and I earlier. And she's a part of our church family. She knows everybody here. She knows us. And every Sunday, she's a part of what we're doing from where she is in Florida. Now, there's an expansion. You talk about Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other ends of the earth. We have that opportunity. And Trent, you're going to be our voice to the world. What an honor that God has expanded our opportunities and our influence. It was May 30th, 2004, 15 years ago this weekend, that Mike and I preached our first Sunday together as co-preachers. We used to say it was two preachers for the price of two preachers. Uh, (laughs) The sermon was called First Things First. I keep good records, Mike, so I looked it up this week. A lot better than mine. I yeah, think. yeah. If you can't find a Waffle House napkin, you can't find Kellett's sermon. So, uh, <laughs> sure. so we talked about 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, because that's where we wanted to launch. And I look back at our points, Kellett. Focus on reaching out to others with the gospel. Focus on acting in line with the truth of the gospel. Focus on living by the example of the gospel's impact on our lives and the lives of our family. And focus on submitting ourselves to our shepherds and to our chief shepherd. And then I thought about the sermon we preached last week, which was right there. I feel like God has used us in powerful ways, and Mike, you in particular. Fifteen years in the pulpit here, another thirteen and a half as our youth minister, Another three years in school and internship, working with Dub DeLoach. That's over 31 years that Mike and Susan Kellett have served this church. I think that's worthy of an appreciation today. Thank you. Thank you, church. It's humbling, isn't it? (laughs) Today is our Celebration Sunday, and I think back to the Celebration Sunday we had at the start of the year. And when I watched Ryan and Trent up here, the thing that kept ringing in my heart proudly was the next generation. And a lot of people have asked me since I left the full-time work here, what's it like to be a part of the people, their lives, and their ministry that, in essence, replaced you. And my word is, it's, it's exciting. It's awesome. 
Because you see God continuing to work. You never want it to be about you. You always want it to be about the God and the gospel and then the future and how it impacts other people's lives. As we've already said, but I want to make clear today, Mike is not resigning or retiring or leaving, but he is transitioning and has been transitioning to a new role here at WFR. He'll be, of course, continuing to direct our One Kingdom ministry. Uh, That's World Radio and Relief. We have some very talented uh, people that are working for One Kingdom. Ben has hired some amazing people to continue to impact around the world. And Ryan Lee, uh, of course, is one of those. Uh, what a blessing he is to our church and our family. I think he deserves some applause. <laughs> Along with Derek and Kyle and Robert Abels and Beverly, others who are working to impact. Because when I first came here, our window to the world was through those ministries, and it still is. Some of my best friends are ambassadors that represent one kingdom around the world. Uh, and it's powerful. So Mike's going to be doing that. Of course, he'll continue as a full-time elder, teaching, shepherding the flock here at WFR, which is a blessing uh, for us. Like me, he'll get to preach every once in a while uh, when Trent lets us. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you got to get the old heads up, right, just to, just to remind us of really who's better. Um, but um, <laughs> Trent will become our primary preaching and teaching minister, and he's already begin, begun that role. But Today, we officially recognize that. And let me just tell you something about Trent Langhofer and Kirsten. They came here to be trained for marriage and family therapy at ULM. Like many, we've been blessed with the ones that have come from Harding to be a part of our church family. Uh, and these guys came. But I didn't really get to know them in the time they were here in school until right at the end. And I met them, and they, they were just wonderful. And there was just something about them that was special. And Trent was uh, teaching in one of our marriage classes. Someone at Joe Neal probably had asked him to teach. And, and he got up and he taught. And I was like, whoa, I was blown away at the gift he had uh, to articulate the word of God. And so I wondered if he was like a 90s boy band and it was just a one-hit wonder. <laughs> and so Tommy Emman was supposed to teach the next week. And Tommy was sitting next to me. And I was helping organize the class. So I leaned over and told Tommy, I said, you're out next week. And I was like, you know, time. <laughs> and so I went out to Trent uh, after that class. I don't remember this, Trent. And I was like, hey, Tommy can't go next week. Can you teach the class again? Because then I knew I got him unprepared and put him on the spot. So it was a test. And Trent was like, sure, man, I'd love to. Thank you for asking, you know. <laughs> and I was like, well, he passed the first test. And the second one was even better than the first. And then I said, you need to come talk to me. Let's go to lunch and let's meet. And so we talked about his future. And they had planned on going back to Kansas in a few months. And he was going to work for a church there. And long story short, that fell apart. This opened up. And as we've learned to grow and love Trent's story about what God did to deliver him, it was obvious that God had a plan for him to be at WFR. And what a blessing you and Kirsten, your family, are to us, Trent. Thank you for being willing to be led to here. Also, of course, uh, David Bromley is going to be a, a really a part of this, uh, this, this leadership team as we go forward. David has already, of course, been uh, exercising his role as what I sort of call our executive ministry pastor. Uh, he's one of our elders, but he really is leading our staff and our major ministries here at WFR. 
Uh, David does an awesome job. I'm so excited we had him back. And for those of you old heads that were around a while, it reminds me of Bill Smith and Dub DeLoach, their era from the 70s. You know, Bill up front had that just great articulate way to lead our church and passion. And Dub was the guy that kept everything going. And we've had partnerships ever since. And I think these two guys are going to do a great job, along with all of our staff, leading our church. We're blessed today. And I just want to say to Mike, thank you. And I want to say that the best is yet to come. And Carl Allison somewhere is looking down from heaven saying the best is yet to come. Amen to that. Amen. Trent, come on up here, if you would, please. And uh, I'd like to have all the elders, if you would come on up for it with us. Uh, you know, we've got to uh, study together. We've got to plan things together uh, and teach and preach together. And it's been a, it's a, it's a great blessing. It will continue to be a great blessing. I was trying to think, okay, what, you know, what could I do to really kind of hand over the mantle, so to speak? We want to multiply leadership. One is the first is the challenge already as you're serving this church now, already be looking for the guy that you're going to mentor down the road, okay? Uh, And he, he may be sitting out in this audience today and not even know it, but I'll already be thinking that direction. The other thing is I wanted to present this uh, bowl and towel to you as uh, uh, I thought about presenting a, a lot of different things, a Bible, a lot, but I want to present this because you're serving this church. And in this bowl, you can't see the church. In this bowl is a book, and it's called All of Grace. Now, as a preacher, you'll appreciate it. It's all Spurgeon's. Uh, a lot of his stuff, and uh, and uh, but I promise you it'll be a blessing to you in your preaching. And so I wanted to ask the elders to lay hands on you, and as you serve this church, uh, always uh, remember uh, the guys. Uh, we're right here. We got your back, yeah, and we're serving with you, and uh, and are and are honored to partner with you as as you preach and teach us. Father in heaven, what a great honor it is to be able to serve in, in the ministry. And Father, it's a great blessing to have such good godly men around us. Uh, I think about all the guys that have taught me and from the very first uh, times in school with uh, Bill and others and for Ray mentoring me so much and and for Alan and I's partnership, I, I couldn't be more blessed, Father, to, uh, for, for the elders at uh, other churches at Kaufman that raised me up and to bring me back to serve even more here. Uh, I'm way, way blessed beyond what I deserve. And I'm also very conscious, Father, of the challenge and job of preaching and teaching and the responsibility of it. And I know that Trent, as a young man, uh, much close to Timothy's age, when Paul was telling him to entrust this word to faithful men who will be able to teach others also, that that's what we're doing and then challenge him to do. 
and also to preach this word in season and out of season. To rebuke and teach and correct with gentleness and patience and care. And I'm grateful that you've raised him up for this ministry. And so we ask your richest blessings on him as he continues to preach and teach for our particular church family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mike just said I could preach for 45 minutes. Uh, hey, look, I'm, I am really going to keep this brief. Uh, some, some scenarios in life, there are just no good words for. You know, um, uh, when, when Kirsten told me that she would marry me, I couldn't describe to you what that felt like. Uh, when I got to see the births of each of my kids... And meet them for the first time. I couldn't describe to you what that felt like. I don't have good words to describe how I feel about the opportunity you guys and the elders here at WFR Church have given me to preach and to teach to you. Phrases like, this is a dream come true. Or this is exceedingly abundantly above anything I ever even imagined my life turning into. Those get close, but they really just don't quite hit the mark. Um... I am so grateful, I am so thankful, and I'm so blessed. My, my life story is a story that absolutely could not have been written without the surpassing grace and mercy of a sovereign, loving God working in my life every single day. And I, I hope uh, that my ministry in my life is a testimony to God's power, His mercy, His grace, and, and most importantly, God's love. And, and I thought today, just, just briefly, I would encourage you. Um, if you feel broken or messed up or beat down, keep trusting God. If I can stand on this stage coming from where I came from, then in your story, anything is possible. If you feel at the end of your rope or you're lost or confused and you don't know which way to turn, trust God. And if you feel like your life is never going to amount to anything and that you're worthless and you don't have any value, keep trusting God. I am standing before you here today and I've thought all of those things about myself. And God used a broken, messed up, really, really, really imperfect dude uh, to do his ministry and fulfill his mission. And that can be your story too. I, I also wanted to make some commitments to you as a church. Uh, the first commitment I want to make to you, the first promise I want to make to you is that I will, I will maintain a deep and authentic personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as, as a minister. Now, the second commitment I want to make to you is that I will really genuinely love other people, starting first and foremost with my family, which they're really, really easy to love. Um, and the, the third commitment I want to make to you publicly is to share the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what God's already called me to. I, I knew that from the day I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that just so happens to perfectly align with the mission of White Surrey Road Church, to make disciples who love God, love others, and share Jesus. That's my commitment to you. Uh, 
I, I, I really am nobody. I don't have any talents, skills, or abilities that are more outstanding than anybody else. But I have been very blessed to be to have been mentored by some incredible men uh, throughout my life. My own dad, Adrian Hickman, Kirsten's grandfather, my mom's dad. And there, there has been a guy at this church uh, who has really helped me to develop. Now, I, for sure, I've got a long way to go. And Alan is about 2% better of a preacher than I am. So I'll get there in 2% growth. And then as I keep on growing, I believe God's got some really great things in store for all of us. Um, but I do, I do want to, I do want to offer a special uh, thanks and special gratitude, Mike, to you. Uh, you are probably the most humble, loving shepherd that I've ever met. And, um, and, and you've always been somebody that I can depend on. So if I can become half the man that you are, I'll feel like I've really achieved something in life. I'm not the only guy that feels that about Mike Kellett. I want to show you a video, uh, that we developed as a staff just to express our appreciation and gratitude to you, Mike. You guys roll that clip. It's kind of hard to know exactly what to say to a, a guy that I've known for nearly 40 years and who has been such a major factor in my life. Well, Mike, our relationship is over 30 years old, and it began with me helping you in the youth ministry when I first moved to WFR back in the 80s. And our friendship has been great through the years that we were neighbors, and we would play cards and games together, especially on bad weather days. Many nights eating at your house, you and Susan falling asleep while we watch a movie and Karen and I having to slip our uh, slip out. And to our forever family, have you ever seen the man eat a banana. It's quite entertaining, interesting, weird. We've played softball together a lot, and uh, we have worked together on staff here. Our friendship survived me being your housing lady through the Yesterminar years. You've done such a great job down in local. I'm very excited, though, that you are finally getting up into the third heaven, as my father would say. I want to take this opportunity to just to say thank you for all the years of your friendship all the things you've meant to me and my family for all the years you um, served as youth minister here and how you affected my boys and their lives. And even to this day, they treasure your friendship. You've been a blessing to my family. Uh, thank you for all the long talks, for the wisdom. Thank you for trusting uh, me. Thank you for believing in me and for training me and teaching me a love for people, a love for the lost. You've been a mentor of mine and uh, you've been discipling me for a long time and uh, you're someone that I look up to very much. I haven't known you for very long, but I can already tell that you definitely are somebody that I really respect and look up to. One thing that's always struck me uh, about you is how passionate you are when you speak and uh, how you're always there for people when they need it. Uh, I can't leave out the singing. So, so much singing. Singing when we couldn't sing anymore. But I guess the thing I appreciate most about you, Mike Kellett, is, is your wisdom. And uh, it's always been a great source to me of encouragement. I've always said, wisest man I've ever known. I've been so blessed to be able to serve with you for a long time. I'm so excited about you going up to One Kingdom and look forward to continuing working with you. It's been so much fun all these years working with you. You've been a great boss. I wish you well in your new position. Look forward to all the good times that are still yet to come. 
And now I'm excited about the future that you and I will have as we continue to work together up in the One Kingdom offices. And right now, I just see you moving in a great new direction, and God's got amazing plans for you. And I'm excited about the next step in your life. I'm looking forward to being discipled by you through our relationship in One Kingdom. I just want to tell you um, that I'm so grateful that uh, you're in my life and I get to be a part, a part of yours. Just want to thank you for all the many years of service here. Most of all, just thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your love for this church. Thank you for love for my family. I look forward to continuing to serve with you. And as our brother Manny Canales says, we press on. So I want to tell you today, I love you, Kelly. And I'm so thankful for you and all you've meant to me and to so many others in the kingdom. We love you, buddy. We love you, and we're here if you need anything. Just call on us. Love you, man. We love you. I love you, and we all love you. Hey, I'm proud of you. I love you. I can't wait to see what happens next. I love you, and we're going to do great things for the kingdom. You are a wonderful blessing to Watts Ferry Road, and I love you a lot. The best is yet to come. I love you. You'll always be Mikey to me. And let's get the work done. Thank you, Mike. I love you. And we love you and Susan and wish you the best as you move forward into this next part of your life. We love you. Uh, well, thank let, you so much, church family. For now let me say something. Hell, got it, got it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> first, first of all, thank you. And I'm really caught off guard on that. But uh, you can't serve in the ministry and do anything halfway with your family or anything else if you don't have great people, great elders. But the other great thing you got to have, you got to have a great wife mm-hmm. and Susan Kellett is a great mm-hmm. wife mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Thanks for celebrating my opportunity to transition into speaking kind of more full-time and Mike's transition to One Kingdom and all the great things God's doing in our youth ministry. One thing that I kept thinking as I was watching that video our staff produced for Mike is how loving this church family is. We make, we make mistakes all the time, but one thing I think we consistently get right is that we really love each other. That's no doubt because of our leadership's love for one another's families. And, and for their love for you and your love for, for each other. Uh, I, I also thought I'm going to offer an invitation that some of you out there may just need to get loved on today. Uh, we would love to love on you. If there's a need in your life, if you just need to get loved on, if you need the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to shine in your heart today, I invite you to respond and come forward. Let's bow. Precious Heavenly Father, I come before you just so thankful for the love that you showed to us. By sending your precious, perfect son, Jesus, to die on the cross of Calvary for our sins. 
And God, I'm thankful to be a part of a, of a church that is centered around that gospel message. And because our church is centered on that message, we are, we are a church that is centered on love. And I just ask that any person here that needs to be loved on by you or by us would take this opportunity to respond. If there is any other need in this auditorium this morning, I pray that that individual would be strengthened and empowered to respond. And I ask these things in the name of our precious, risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please stand with me while together we sing.